to invite you guys to turn to Matthew chapter 28. As we saw from the children's story, the intention of the Christian walk is overflow. Our relationship with God should be so vibrant that we can't help but let it spill out into the world around us. And this is the biblical model of how to make disciples. And making disciples is the last command that Jesus made before he left this earth. After spending 33 years on this planet, and only about three of them were in ministry, Jesus purposefully spent his time relationally investing into 12 men and allowing his character and his divinity to overflow into their lives, forever changing those 12 men and forever changing the entire human race as they went on to overflow into the lives of others. And those people that they overflowed into overflowed into the lives of others. And this legacy of overflow caused someone's relationship with Jesus to overflow into your life and to my life. And this concept of overflow is what we are going to talk about today as we examine the Great Commission. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, Lord, we thank you that when you came to this earth, you died to save us from our sins. But Lord, we also thank you that you didn't just do that and then leave, but that you gave us a purpose and a mission to carry out. Lord, I pray today as we study this commission that you would give us insight into how we are to carry this out specifically in the life of Freedom's Church in 2012. Amen. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age. I love how Jesus frames the Great Commission with these two statements. The first one, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And the second, and surely I am with you, to the very end of the age. First, in the phrase, he says, he talks about his authority, which has been given to him by the Father, because he humbly submitted himself to death on a cross and has purchased redemption for us. And Jesus starts off the Great Commission by reminding us that he is the authority and what really matters in life. Your will does not have the authority. Your paycheck doesn't have the authority in your life. And glory be to God, your sin no longer has the authority in your life. Jesus has the authority. And in the Great Commission here, he reminds us why we're here. And in the second statement, found in verse 20, where it says, Surely I am with you 
to the very end of the age. In the original Greek, that word surely is actually an imperative, which means it's a command, which is maybe better translated behold. In other words, look. It's kind of like when a teacher is starting off class and they're like, now class, listen. It's kind of that idea. Jesus is literally commanding us that as we go about this great commission to stay focused on me. Jesus wants us to keep in the forefront of our minds that we are making disciples of him with his authority and his necessary power. And we must stay under the pitcher. We must stay connected to him in order to make disciples in the overflow of being a disciple of Jesus Christ. And actually in the Great Commission, there are only two commands. One of them we just learned about, which is to focus on Christ. But the other statement, go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Spirit, and teaching them to obey. It seems like there are four commandments in there. Go, make disciples, teaching, and baptizing. But actually, go, baptizing, and teaching in the Greek language are not commands. They're participles that modify the command, make disciples. And these three participles, I believe, are the keys that help us picture how we are to carry out this great commission to make disciples. The first participle is going. In, in the NIV, it's translated go. But it carries this idea of as you are going. In other words, we are to love God wholeheartedly to the point where our love for God causes you to integrate disciple-making into every part of your life. The relationship that you have with Jesus should affect your life so that disciple-making is not something that you do. It's who you are. Our culture, in truth, is changing. And I think this is so key that we make disciple-making a part of our lifestyle. Because to be honest with you, church is no longer the most popular place to be on a Sunday morning for most of our world. We can no longer just be here as a church and expect people to come to us. Instead, we must be going to them and living out the gospel and allowing it to overflow into, way, into the way that we live. And we as a church desire to be able to train, to equip, and empower you, the congregation, to go out and live the Great Commission in your daily lives as you are going about your day. And once a relationship is established, that's when we can start inviting people to the church. But that relationship has to take place first. And I'm not saying that we want to stop inviting people to church and instead go to them. I think it's a both and. But we definitely need to start focusing on living out the Great Commission in our daily lives and letting it 
overflow into our coworkers, into our neighbors, into our friends, and into our families. And here at Freedoms, I think inviting people is very important. I'm kind of curious, of some, curious about something. If you have ever been invited to Freedoms Church, and that is one of the reasons that you're here, if you've been invited to Freedoms in the past, could you stand up for me if somebody invited you to Freedoms? And that's one of the reasons why you're here. Yeah. I would say that's probably close to half. Maybe, maybe a little under half. But you can see that inviting people definitely does get people here. And I'm assuming most of the people that invited you, it probably wasn't a stranger, right? That just was like, hey, I saw this billboard for Freedoms. I don't know you, but you should go there. Like, they probably knew you, attended Freedoms, and said, hey, you should come check out Freedoms Church. It's that idea that we build relationships with people, we get to know them, and then we invite them here to Freedoms. And at Freedoms, we have Sunday morning services like the one you're attending right now. We have Blaze and we have Ignite. And these three ministries exist to provide an easy and commitment-free opportunity for new people, the people that you know, to check out what Freedoms is all about and to get them to meet some of our members and build relationships And these are some of the best ministries to invite new people. Also, every year, we have a children's program during the summer called Vacation Bible School, which sees a great number of children from families outside of the church attending. And I have spent a lot of time thinking about VBS these past few months. Because one of the things that I've noticed about VBS from the past is that it happens so early in the year, I'm in the summer, it happens in June, that we don't really do much throughout the rest of the summer. And most of the people that have attended VBS throughout the year haven't really gotten connected. And we lose the momentum. And I have been really spending a lot of time thinking and brainstorming and talking with Carissa, my wife, and with Brandon about how can we make more effective use of the momentum that VBS brings. And I have this idea. Right now it's called Operation Summer Stuff. And the way that we're going to do it is we're going to have a really fun VBS program. We already have it started, the planning, and we've already picked out the curriculum, the dates, and the times. It's going to happen the same time it happens every year year, that third weekend in June. This year it's June 18th through the 22nd at 830 to 1130, which is the same time it's been for the past couple years. And our curriculum this year is called Sky. And I'm really excited because we've been talking with our VBS team about how to transform this church building into like a sky. We're going to have balloons. We're going to have some model planes. We're trying to get a hot air balloon. We're just going to have all this fun stuff that just attracts lots of kids to come to VBS and just really have a good time here. Then, on Wednesday night, the Wednesday night of VBS, we're going to have a really fun family-centered activity here at church. The idea is to kind of maybe get some of those big blow-up things and almost kind of have like a carnival-type fun thing where we invite 
families who attended VBS and Freedom's members to build relationships and to get to know one another. And then we're going to continue carrying out those activities every Wednesday. Our desire is that these events, which will contain food and fun activities, will provide awesome opportunities for new people and people inside the church to get to know each other while building deeper relationships with one another. And that the people who we attracted through our VBS program would become a part of Freedom's Church because they know people who attend Freedom's Church. And that will help us to, to carry the momentum that we gathered from VBS into the fall when our programs start up again. The second participle in the Great Commission is baptizing. This refers to identification with the body of Christ. And our desire here at Freedoms is for you, the congregation, to connect with one another authentically in a life-changing way. And this is important because we need each other in the Christian walk and with life. If you've attended Freedoms for um, a little while now, you know that I play guitar. And I've been playing guitar probably since I was 15, so about 10 years. And I really don't feel like I play guitar like somebody who's been playing for 10 years. I feel like I've been playing guitar like someone who's been playing for maybe like a few months. And so one of the things that I've done is I've decided to take lessons because I feel like I have a lot of bad habits because I've, I taught myself how to play. I have a lot of bad habits that, it, that are ingrained in me when I play guitar and I feel like I've placed a ceiling on myself and I'm not able to grow. So I've decided to start taking lessons so that somebody who is really good at guitar and who is able to identify the bad habits that I have can help me to become a much better guitarist. And I've been doing this for a little over a month. And I'm already seeing how immensely it's helping me to, to not only play better, but to think better as a guitarist. And there's this old adage or phrase that you might have heard that practice makes perfect. But I think that's not entirely true. I think having somebody mentor you as you practice is a much better way to get better at something, especially something that requires a lot of skill, like a musical instrument. And just like I needed help learning how to play guitar better, we need other people to walk alongside of us as we pursue Christ in our relationship. And the Bible is filled with commands and examples of the need for community in the church body. And we really feel like that's important here at Freedoms because we were never, ever meant to walk with Christ alone. And to have that community we have something here at Freedoms called Life Groups. And if you haven't figured it out yet, we really, really value relationships here at Freedoms. And Life Groups are the best way to take your relationship with Christ and with other believers to a whole new level. Life Groups are groups of six to ten people that meet weekly 
at homes to experience life-on-life ministry. And I've heard it said, and I think this is a really cool quote, that church ministry happens on Sunday mornings. Life group ministry happens the rest of the week. This is because through life groups, you have an opportunity to really get to know the other people. And they get to know you as you work alongside other people through the struggles that are in your life. That you celebrate life's mountaintops together and encourage one another. That you overcome addictions and you become fully committed followers of Jesus Christ that you want to be. Starting in a few weeks, we're starting a new church-wide small group series called Not a Fan. This campaign will help us to learn how to stop merely being energetic fans of Jesus Christ and become committed followers of Him. And I really encourage you to be a part of these groups, which you can sign up for on the connection card starting next week. And there's a lot more information on the back of your bulletin about these life groups and specifically the Not A Fan series. Also, next week, we have a service project Sunday where we all gather together in Fellowship Hall. We do this about once every six weeks. Next week, we're going to be making parachutes. How cool is that? That are going to be dropped on Colombian villages as they carry supplies that are needed for some of these villages. And this will be happening through a missions organization named Voice of the Martyrs. And then our normal Sunday school classes, which we have for ages zero all the way on up to 99, will resume again on the 15th. And those are another great way to get connected to people of Freedom's Church in a relational way. The third participle of this Great Commission is teaching them everything that I have commanded you. This is the idea of multiplication. The goal of making a disciple is to make the disciple like the discipler. Let's compare that to the goal of being a parent. I have a son who's six, eight, 18 months old. I can count. 18 months old. And really, if you think about it, I'm pretty much better than him in, in every area of life. Right? I'm able to eat my food without getting it all over the floor. I'm able to sleep through the night without crying. I can run all the way up to the sound booth without falling. I can even play with his toys better than he can because I know the noise that they make. I know how to put the trailer onto the truck. I can drive him around really fast. However, my desire as Luke's father is that someday he will be like me and my ability and my life skills and hopefully even surpass them. And that is the goal of parenting, 
to bring a child who really is less mature than you and less able than you onto the same level as you and make them into a peer. A peer. It's kind of this idea, right? We want, as parents, we want our children to grow up and be parents and give us grandchildren. We want our children to be on the same level as us. And it's the same with making disciples. We want to take people who are less spiritually mature than us and make them peers who are then going out and making disciples. And as we mentor them, our hope is that they will someday be able to mentor others. And we have an exciting opportunity coming up this summer that will stretch you and help you to become a disciple of Christ who makes disciples. We will be embarking on a church-wide missions trip to the country of Belize in July. We are partnering with Open Door Bible Church who will be going to Belize for the third time. And this came about in a really cool way. You see, the missions organization that Open Door has been going with for the past three years and that we will be going with this year seeks to connect national churches in Belize to churches in America in more of a long-term way where it's not just where we go down there and you do some stuff with them for a week and then you go by and you're like, you maybe think of them, but you don't really do anything else. The missions organization called Praying Pelican, what they do is they connect one church in Belize to one church in America. And that church, that American church is the only church that goes down and visits that Belizean church. They don't have a bunch of different churches that come down and minister to them. It's just one. There's an ongoing partnership. And it's worked really well, and it's enabled those, the two churches to have a really good relationship that is deep and intentional. And earlier last year now, there is a church in another part of the town of the church that Seth's group went down with. So another Belizean church that is in the same town as Open Doors Belizean Church called up Praying Pelican Ministries and they're like, hey, do you guys have a church that we can partner with? And then Praying Pelican called Seth and was like, hey, you know, there's another Belizean church that wants a partnership that's in the same town as yours. You got any ideas in mind? And Seth was like, well, I'll think about it. The next day I called up Seth and was like, hey, Seth, I've been praying and thinking, and I think we'd love to join you on a missions trip down to Belize. And he was like, wait a minute, this is cool. And so I think this is going to be a really amazing opportunity that we have to go down to Belize and partner with Open Door. And I think one of the biggest things that Seth and I are both ecstatic about is the potential that might happen in the town of Port Washington when two churches step outside of the, the walls of their buildings and unite to bring the gospel to the world. 
And I personally have been on seven missions trips before in my life. And every single one of them has been life-changing. A missions trip moves you out of your known elements and puts you in a place that forces you to trust God and realize the importance of your relationship with Him. A missions trip helps remove the distractions of American life and helps you focus on the mission of the Great Commission. An emissions trip removes our consumer mentality and instead provides an opportunity to serve others. During the missions trip to Belize, we will be helping a church construct a roof on their building. We'll be putting on a VBS program for the Belizean children, which we might even try to, to take the sky that we do here and take that to Belize. We will also be doing sports ministry where we can play sports with the kids. We'll be leading worship or worshiping with the Belizeans. And we will be encouraging the local church and much more. Although we will definitely bless the Belizean people, I am most excited about the changes that will occur in us when this city unites, two churches in this city unite to bring glory to the kingdom of God. If you're interested in attending this trip, you can sign up on your connection card for more information. And you can also attend an informational meeting that's going to take place at Open Door on January 15th at 12.30 p.m. Checking the box on the connection card and attending that informational meeting, there is no commitment that you are making to the mission trip at that point. You're just merely seeking more information to check it out. However, if you f- really feel like this is something that God is leading you to do, um, you need to have y- your passport applied for by February 5th along with $200 to secure your trip or your place on this trip. And what we're really looking for on this trip is really an accurate representation of the different people that attend Credence. So we want people who are of all different ages to attend this trip. Not, not necessarily little kids. In fact, you need to be 17 to go on this trip. Um, if you're in high school, you can go, but only if a parent goes with you. Um, unless you're 17, then you can go without a parent. But um, one of the things that we're doing is this is definitely not a youth missions trip. In fact, we are not allowing the number of youth to outnumber the number of adults. So in other words, if we have five youth going, there has to be at least five adults going. Um, So I would really encourage you to check out this trip um, because mission trips are awesome. And I think it's going to do something great in your life and in the life of this church in a really cool way. Um, And then the remainder of the, the funds, the $200 will go toward the cost of the trip. The rest of the, the funds for the trip will be um, raised through support letters and other fundraisers. One of my favorite verses from the New Testament is Philemon chapter 6, where Paul writes, I pray that you may be active in sharing your faith so that you may have a full understanding of every good thing we have in Christ. This verse means that unless we're active in the mission of the Great Commission, we are not experiencing the fullness of the true life that Christ offers to us. And my prayer for this new year 
is not that we would commit ourselves to eating less chocolate or that we would exercise more, but that we would commit ourselves to living lifestyles of disciple-making. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we are thankful for the Great Commission. We are thankful that you have a plan and a purpose for this church and for each one of us. And we thank you that we have opportunities available to make disciples and to be engaged in the greatest mission known to man. One that will echo in eternity. Lord, I pray that you would help us to get involved in what you're doing here at Freedom's Church. And that through it, we would grow as individuals. We would grow as a church. And that your kingdom would grow as your name is glorified. Amen. As the ushers are preparing to take the morning,